Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm appreciative that we have a poem submission from Ariel Lachelle. The poem is entitled Rare Botanical from their book, Evoke, Evolve, and Elevate. And I'm going to read an excerpt, the first page of the poem. Rare Botanical. The false belief that I'm not good enough has had me in a chokehold for years. I let my body go limp so fear will loosen its grip. Then I hit it with an uppercut, put some distance between us, and take a gulp of fresh oxygen. The very atmosphere has changed since the last time I inhaled. Sweet, dewy mist puffs itself inside my windpipe and twists its vapors around the words of newfound wisdom from the wounds I've had to withstand. May the battered breeze I exhale be worth something, at least the CO2 to keep your photosynthesis running so you can grow a little more towards the whole garden that you're becoming. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much for your poem. I really appreciate the sharing and the submission, Ariel. And I am excited for each of you being with us on today as we consider ways to be less emotionally reactive, strategies for becoming less emotionally reactive. Sometimes we can feel regret or embarrassment, or overwhelmed for the times that we were reactive out of our emotions, perhaps in ways that either did not match the circumstance or went beyond our intentions or felt like they were too large for us to even contain. And so we know that our emotions are a healthy part of our human experience. And yet at the same time, it is an important skill that we develop to be able to regulate our emotional reactions, responses. So I invite you to first consider what you have been feeling lately 
because some of us are disconnected from what we feel. And then when it finally shows up, it may be explosive or blow up because we've been containing things or tapped out or tuned out from ourselves for so long. And so I invite you to take sacred pause and you may even want to journal this week about what you've been feeling and the ways in which you have been able to express your feelings. Or if you have been holding back, what are some of the barriers to your self-expression? So let's think about some healthy ways to cultivate that ability to regulate our selves so that we are not so reactive in ways that we no longer want to be as we are healing and growing. And so as a gift to myself and perhaps also as a gift to the well-being of my relationships, it's important that we develop this capacity. So one of the first things that I'll mention is it's going to be really important to identify what you are feeling. Sometimes because we are unaware of what we feel, when it comes out, it can be so overwhelming. So developing the ability to identify, to acknowledge, to label what you feel for us to not pretend to others and especially to ourselves that we don't care about things when we actually do care. And so the things that have made you frustrated, angry, irritated, embarrassed, we want to be mindful of. The things that we are anxious about, we want to be mindful of that. Because when I am aware within myself that, oh, this circumstance makes me anxious, right? Or I feel anxious because of similar experiences in the past. When I'm tuned into that, then I can go into that space in a much more mindful, even soulful place that recognizes what I am bringing into the circumstance. So one example comes to mind for me of a client who was going to need to visit a relative in the hospital. And they had bad experiences in hospitals in the past, but really wanted to show up for this relative. So being aware that that anxiety was there, we could think ahead about strategies that this person could do for themselves before they went into the hospital while they were in there for the visit and what they could do to nourish themselves when they left, right? So you can begin to be intentional with your plans when you are aware of what you feel. If you know you're going to have a conversation that makes you uncomfortable or nervous or anxious, to be aware of that and then from that mindful, soulful place, making a decision about what I can do to nourish myself 
before, during, and after so that I don't go into that reactive state. So labeling our feelings is the first one. The second one is giving yourself sacred pause. So we have used that term many times on the podcast and sacred pause is the reminder to ourselves that everything is not urgent, that not everything is an emergency or requires me to speak on it immediately, right? That I can pause before I send the email. I can pause before I send this text message. I can pause before I call you back. Even if we're in person, I can pause before I respond to your statement or question. And I invite you to give yourself permission to slow down. I know that many of our listeners for homecoming are trauma survivors. And when we are trauma survivors, we can panic and feel like if I don't do or say something now or immediately that it's going to be a disaster. And I want to invite you to recognize and to give yourself permission to recognize that not everything is an emergency and that you can give yourself pause and space before you respond. And so just by way of practicing that in this moment, I invite you to place a hand on your heart and a hand on your belly, if that aligns with you, if that's comfortable for you, and inhale in through the nose, Exhale out through the mouth. So we will give ourselves permission to take pause. And let me also say on the flip side of that, if you are in relationship with someone and they request a pause to give permission and space for people to be able to think or reflect or collect themselves. And I know sometimes people have tried to take space to reflect and to keep circumstances from escalating, but the other person in the conversation sometimes does not want to allow that space, right? So whether you are the one requesting or someone has made the request of you to appreciate Sacred pause. Now, sacred pause doesn't mean we're going to ignore this forever or indefinitely or it's being just pushed aside. It is a pause with the intention of continuing the dialogue at some point that the two of you will determine. Okay. So we want to be able to identify our feelings. We want to take sacred pause. And then another piece is questions over assumptions or curiosity over assumptions. Sometimes we are reactive because we have decided we can read a person's mind and we have jumped to a conclusion or made an assumption about their intentions or about what they really meant, or about what they're trying to do. And so when we are in that 
vigilant or in that state of hypervigilance, sometimes read into things that are not the truth of what the person was trying to convey or communicate. And so it can be helpful, even if I believe I'm accurate, it can be helpful to ask questions. It can be helpful to clarify. It can be helpful to ask the person to elaborate, right? To share more or to say more about what they are thinking about a particular issue. And so when I take a piece of information and then write a whole narrative, a whole story about it, and then react based on that, often it can be out of proportion to what the intentions were of the other person. And so it doesn't mean that we can never call things out which are incorrect or dishonorable or disrespectful. It is just uh, giving myself permission to seek clarity before jumping to the conclusion. And then I can determine how I want to respond given what it is that I know with the additional information. Yes. So we have our ability to ask and uh, not assume. Another piece which can be very helpful, we took that sacred pause and I want to name along with that sacred pause embodiment, which is being mindful to ground ourselves or to reconnect and to give our physical selves some comfort and some support. Because when our nervous systems go into uh, that panic state, that can cause us to be very reactive. And so, you know, your heart is beating fast. Your stomach may be nervous or upset. Your muscles may be tense. And so all of those physical shifts are communicating to you, this is dangerous. I have to do something. And sometimes uh, we are not actually in danger. And so thinking about what are ways that you can soothe, calm, comfort yourself physically. So that may be taking the breath, as we mentioned. That may be resting your hands on your face, putting them on your cheeks or on your forehead. Some of us like to rub your neck or your shoulders if that's where you're holding tension. Uh, You may place a hand on your heart as a way of just tuning into your heartbeat and allowing you to first regulate yourself physically. And then along with that uh, slowing down, then you'll note uh, your back in your body and then you can uh, consider and be thoughtful about uh, what you would like to do next, right? So breath, giving yourself the touch of comfort, and then also allowing your heart rate to slow down before you respond. Another way that we sometimes soothe ourselves physically is by rocking, 
You know, you just kind of sway forward and backward or side to side. Uh, even hugging yourself can be a way that we can calm our nervous system. So getting in touch with our bodies. The next piece, which can be really helpful, is recognizing that not everything is about you. I know that can be a tough one, right? Sometimes we are taking things personally that really are not personal, right? So uh, these can go back to the assumption. So if someone is having a rough day and so they're giving you short answers, the short answers may not be because I don't respect you or I don't care about you. Uh, that person may have a lot on their mind. Uh, they may be overwhelmed and stressed out for any number of reasons. And so to ground yourself in the truth that people have full lives and not all of their lives center around you. So they may have all kinds of other challenges, family, work, financial, health, fatigue, whatever it is. And so when I keep that in mind, it can allow me to walk light, right? That it is not such a heaviness of assuming I am always the target, right? Now, I know for some people, you have been targeted a lot, right? Uh, sometimes uh, trauma survivors are at increased risk for re-victimization. So I'm not saying that it never happens, right? It may be multiple people have mistreated you or disrespected you. And at the same time, I want to be mindful that it is not everybody. I want to be mindful that it is not everyone all the time. Not only do I want to think about that as it relates to trauma survivors, I also want to name that as it relates to people with marginalized identities. And so due to oppression, discrimination, stereotype, these invalidations, uh, these uh, discrimination, all of these experiences can be quite prevalent, right? And at the same time, I want to give myself emotional social, spiritual space for that not to be my experience with every person, right? So racism is real, sexism is real, uh, heterosexism, ableism, religious intolerance, you know, all of these pieces are very problematic. And I also can have encounters with people or experiences with people that are actually built from a place of respect, mutual respect and mutual compassion. And so that capacity to consider what is happening in this moment, right? And I will say, even in those moments where it is uh, the dishonoring, the disrespect, the discrimination, 
then I still get to give myself the gift of deciding how I want to take that in or not take that in in this moment and how I want to respond, right? That I am choosing to not be a puppet. I am choosing that I will not allow people to just pull my strings and force a certain reaction or reactivity out of me at any time of day, right? But I give myself the gift to nourish myself, to define myself, to determine for myself how I want to show up in this moment, yes? So along with thinking about uh, not always being the center of what's happening, it is also important Uh, that we engage in our self-care and community care. When we are hungry, exhausted, lonely, we are more likely to be on edge. We are more likely to be reactive. And so I want to show up in spaces already nourished in some ways, right? So that will allow me to be grounded, to be tuned into myself, to operate out of self-awareness and self-compassion and compassion toward others. So take a nap, (laughs) drink some water, eat some fresh fruits or vegetables, spend time in places and with people who you trust, who you care about, who nourish you. So then as you go out into the world or you're interacting with other people, you have a well that you are already hydrated. Your soul is already hydrated. And so people will not be able to easily pull you out of that uh, state of being grounded and that clarity that you have. So our self-care and community care are very important. And then I would encourage those who uh, continue to find it challenging to consider seeking mental health support, seeking therapy, because it can be very difficult, especially when you have faced uh, so many challenging experiences in life. But then when we consider our motivation, why would I want to be less reactive? Then we can be honest about what are some of the things it has cost me, right? So one, it just may be draining. It may leave me in a place where I don't feel good about myself. It may have destroyed some friendships or some relationships, And so it may have messed up some possibilities at work if you were very reactive at work. And so my motivation for the transformation may be in being honest about this is not really how I want to be. And I am not advocating for uh, the other extreme, right? So I'm not saying you must suffer in silence or that you must be suppressed or robotic or that you have to disconnect from your emotions. I'm not saying any of that. We want to think about moderation. So it's not that either 
I'm going to go off all the time or I'm going to be suppressed, right? Those are two different extremes. So we want to operate in that middle space where I can feel my feelings and express my feelings in ways that are healthy, that are nourishing to me, and that are nourishing to my relationships, whether personally or professionally. Yes? So we can consider that as we think about ways to feed ourselves and take care of ourselves. Let me also mention that journaling can be another helpful strategy to write about what you feel, what you think, and also what you may want to do. So we want to be sensitive to ourselves and appreciative of ourselves as we are on this healing journey. And I am so grateful that you are on the journey with us. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Mm -hmm.